Do you have a story to tell? Here at Rider on the Road, it's the journey that matters. Regardless of where you are on your riding journey, Rider on the Road will inspire you to take your dreams and make them happen. So sit back and enjoy the show as Melinda brings you guests who know what it's like to go it alone and who are willing to reach out to the rest of us by sharing their stories. Authors, publishers, entrepreneurs, people at all stages of the riding journey, just like you and me. It's time, dear listeners, to answer the question for yourselves. Do you have a story to tell? And welcome to another episode of Writer on the Road. I think we're up to episode 70-something, 74, 75. And I wanted to do a little introduction to this one um, because it's something that's really, really important to me and dear to my heart. I read a book, oh, probably it will be nearly 12 months ago, and it's called The Sacred Six, The Simple Step-by-Step Process for Focusing Your Attention and Recovering Your Dreams. Now it's by uh, J.B. Glossinger, and he is known as The Morning Coach. And I did a little interview with him that only lasted 20 minutes. It was back in the days when I was trying to kid myself that I could keep my podcast to 20 minutes. Uh, And I want to play it for you today because I found that I have so much happening in my life at the moment that I'm actually losing my focus. So I've gone back to the Sacred Six and it teaches us all how to focus on what's important to us. Uh, And the blurb goes something like, aligning your life with your dreams seeing measurable progress towards your goals, developing keystone habits that support positive change in all areas of your life and experiencing the peace that comes with clarity. Now, this used to be a bit of a Bible of mine as I was trying to organize myself and move forward. And I did get myself organized there for a time. But of course, as the business has grown and as I've got more and more demands on my time, all has turned to chaos again. So I wanted to put this up for you today because I'm hoping that you will benefit from it as much as I have. Um, So the simple uh, step-by-step process, focusing your attention and recovering your dreams. I'd love to know your thoughts on it because now after 12 months of recording the podcast and and getting up there, you know, heading closely towards 100, I guess, uh, working with my kids on a daily basis now, I'm finding that it's really easy to get distracted and it's really easy to have a to-do list that goes to three miles long. And I knew I was in trouble recently because my to-do list turned into a critical list. And I thought that's really, really interesting because if my to-do list is turned into a critical list, uh, you know my philosophy, everyone, if it's happening for me, it's happening for other people as well. So how do we manage our time? How do we get ourselves back in focus? Uh, JB is an academic. Um, he's He's got a PhD and he focuses a lot on spirituality and ongoing education, which you know is really, really important to me. And it helps me say, okay, what's really important? Where am I going to go and how am I going to move forward? Uh, have a listen. I'm going to try and get JB back on the podcast because, as I said, it's been a little bit, a little while ago now, and I'm ready to hear some more of what he's got to say. So if you enjoyed this one, stay tuned because there will be another episode soon. And welcome to another episode of Rider on the Road. I have a young man here with me today and we have so very, very much in common. Uh, We both love our game of golf, we're both learning another language, we're both uh, lifelong learners and we love, love, love to read Uh, and unfortunately that's where our things in common stop. I'm welcoming this morning uh, JB Glossinger. He is known as The Morning Coach and he's got a few more podcasts out than me. He's got two and a half thousand uh, to my 30-something. So welcome, JB. 
Hey, I'm glad to be here. Thank you <laughs> yeah. for having me. Uh, okay, so JB again is a morning person and it's 5.30 here in the morning. So I'm pretty excited to be talking to him. The reason I've got you on today, JB, is because we're all writers, indie authors, uh, and we thrive on anything that can can help us on our journey, which is such a very tough one when we're, when we're on our own for most of the time and we need all the motivation we can get, we need all the coaching we can get. Uh, and we all want to be on the golf course by nine o'clock, but unfortunately, I've got to go to school. So if you'd like to perhaps give a formal introduction to yourself, uh, as I'm just interested in the golf course. No, that's great. I, I appreciate you having me. And I love indie authors. In fact, last week, I was just at uh, with the Smarter Artist guys, uh, Dave and uh, Sean Platt. I don't know if you're familiar with those guys, but they're pretty big in the podcasting world. And I was with them last week. I spoke at their event, and I do a lot with them. So um, I love the indie community. I think it's a it's a great place for us to all you know work. Obviously, I'm with a, a publisher with my new work um, with Hay House. Uh, it's got its goods and its bads. Um, I'm uh, happy to be with them. I like my publisher, but my fiction stuff, uh, which I actually do, um, I'm going to be doing it under a pen name. So it's kind of funny. We do have that in common, uh, and and uh, I do do a lot of writing. But my my background really has been the podcast, which I started almost ten years ago. And uh, every day have done a podcast uh, to give people good energy in the morning to keep them going. And that's what I've, I've loved to do. And uh, it's really, really, we've impacted people all over the world. And in fact, in Australia, which I love, we're, we're growing faster than anywhere. So uh, it's been a wonderful journey uh, over the last couple of years. And, and like I said, I think it's great to be here. I love indie authors and anything I could do to help them. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Okay. We're going to unpack that a little bit. Uh, Jay, uh, Sean Platt, I believe he wrote Write, Publish, Repeat uh, back in the early days. He does uh, – oh, there's two, three guys. You're not one of those guys, are you, who who they talk all the time and they're really quite insane. No, that's Dave, Dave. Yeah, that's Dave, Johnny, and, and Sean. They're all Johnny. really, really close friends of mine. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're crazy guys. If you ever get a chance to listen to them, I'll put their details up on – on the bottom of my trans- transcript notes, you've got to listen to them at least once in your life to see that there's total insanity out there. It's absolutely fantastic. And as creatives, we love um, insanity. Okay, now the reason I've got um, JB on here this morning is he's got this wonderful book called The Sacred Six, and it's what got me very interested. I'd never apologize. I do apologize. I'd never heard of you before this. Uh, but The Sacred Six um, is all about... Uh, and it's not about money, which I love the most. It's about passion and, and goal setting and all those kinds of things. But we've got the guy here himself to tell us about that. Yeah, I think, you know, the book is great and I love it. It's really a process uh, that a lot of people are using. In fact, I everybody that was at the uh, the Indie Book Workshop, uh, you know, that we were at last week was, was really excited to have me there and to work through this process. Even though one of the people, Lori, that I was sitting next to, uh, literally in the last uh, 18 months has written 90 books. Uh, so I was blown away with her process. Um, but uh, anyways, she was just amazing. I mean, you talk about an analytical person who who plots her book out and then over the next three days writes it and then sends it to edit and then it gets published. Uh, pretty, pretty amazing, amazing stuff. But um, on my book, Sacred Six, it really is um, the best way to put it is like if you're you're struggling with getting things done or knowing which thing to concentrate on, which book to write, which project to work on, uh, the Sacred Six really helps you dial that in. So instead of running all over the place, you have a a, a direct way to you know a process, a process to 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 build your life on. 
Yeah, and that's where it comes in, and I'm pretty excited because it's so easy for the rest of us to focus on 20 things in a day, uh, especially when you've got kids, cats and dogs running around the place as well. Uh, but to make that list and really hone in actually increases our productivity. Uh, JB learnt, I guess, the hard way with his very first foray into self-publishing. Would you like to tell us, I think that was a pretty exciting story, that very first book that oh, you yeah, wrote. Yeah, 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 I failed. I mean, initially, well, obviously I went into the non-fiction world and nonfiction is an easier world than fiction in a lot of ways. Um, but when I started, I really know, knew nothing about books at that time. And this is probably, again, probably 15 years ago, 13 to 15 years ago. And, you know, I went to a vanity publisher and spent a lot of money and had these books made and special editions made and, you know, really, really worked hard to, to, to get the book done. But I never really understood the marketing or the business aspect of it. So as you can imagine, I had, you know, lots of books at my house. I had tons of them there. We went out to sell them and, and none of them sold. I mean, I didn't sell any of them back then. And it was, uh, it was really depressing. Um, you know, we lost our house. I, I uh, couldn't get anybody to hire me to speak. It was just a total failure. And I just didn't realize, you know, what you needed to do, that it wasn't just about the writing, but it was actually the marketing and the things that you needed to do as far as list building and, and structuring things out that I really uh, had to get some processes in place to, to, to educate myself very quickly and then know what to focus on in order to recover from that that really that disaster that happened when I was uh, in that young young age. Yeah, and that's very interesting because we've all we've all been in that space, I guess, where we start out. We think as authors, that's all we have to worry about. Uh, and for a lot of us, it's quite confronting that we're we're now business people, and um, it's a recurring theme on our podcast, guys, that we have to do the work once the book is published. First of all, we have to make our book as good as we can, and then we have to get out and we have to sell the thing. It's interesting talking to JB this morning because, as I said, he is one of the top speakers in the world. I don't think I'm shy in saying that. Uh, JB, but he started out. Um, his one of his quotes that he has there is that he had a street education from black eyes and bankruptcy that taught taught you your biggest lessons. Yeah, yeah, really learned a lot. I mean, luckily I never did have the going to bankruptcy, but pretty close. Um, we uh, were riding on the edges there, but we're able to. Um, discover some new ways to do business and really become more of a marketer than a than a creative. And I think that's one thing that everybody kind of goes through that transition to entrepreneurship is, uh, you know, learning how to go out and market and, and build a group of people that are around you. Once you get that established, it's a lot easier Then you can put things out there. But it's that initial part that we have to and, and having a process in place uh, to get those skills and to um, to figure out what you're supposed to be doing is really important. I think a lot of people, one of the things that the Sacred Six is, I think the, the one of the most important things is there's a ton of personal development books out there. I mean, you can, I mean, everybody's learned goal setting. There's a million things out there. The issue with a lot of the books is that they don't really help you get clear about what it is your next step's going to be and what you're, what you, what you really want to do. And that's what the Sacred Six does. I mean, it really helps you get clear about understanding what's really important in your life so that you are going the right direction and you are, um, you know, you're, you're following that metaphysical alignment instead of being out of alignment and just having total chaos. Yeah, and that's one of the uh, one of the recurring themes I think in everything that I've read about JB. It's it's your deep alignment with your values, uh, your spirituality, and getting getting yourself in balance where there's not a focus on the end product, but a, a I guess a focus on the journey. You talk very much about freedom, and I just like to focus on that one a little bit because I think that's my core motivator as well. Is that word freedom? 
freedom. Uh, what, what does that mean to you? Yeah, I think freedom means I can do whatever I want when I want. Very simple. You know, uh, you know, I don't want to be tied down. I want to be able to do, I don't want anything on my schedule. I don't want anything on my calendar. Um, I've made a couple changes because I was, I, for the last five and a half years, I've been kind of semi-retired, but um, I'm really trying to make more impact now. So I'm actually working a little bit and it's a lot of fun. I mean, I got to tell you, I'm having a lot of fun, but at the end of the day, I still don't want anything on my calendar. My team knows that, you know, I, I don't want anything. I, I want to wake up and have a fresh calendar and, and not have to worry about it. Thursdays, which I'm on here with my, you know, I have my radio show on Hay House Radio, that I have something on my calendar. And again, the only reason I'm doing that is because I, I decided to, to really choose, you know, impact and put that out into the world and, and, and try to help more people. And so that's really been the focus instead of the freedom. But yeah, freedom to me is being able to do what you want, when you want, whether it's financially or time-based. And a lot of times what, with the first thing, you know, time is the most valuable commodity. So that's where we got to start anyways. It's the most important thing. And then the financial aspect kind of takes care of itself. Once you understand the basic principles of finance, you know, you can start creating residual and passive income, uh, which allows you to uh, do the things you want to do. Okay. I just did a little bit of experiment there. Uh, JB's being very patient here. He's he's right on key with what he's talking about, but my video's playing up a little bit, so I tried to turn it off to see if that improved our connection. Um, hasn't made the slightest bit of difference, so I'm assuming that our internet over here is a bit slow to wake up, so I apologise, everybody. Now, listening to JB is is really, really interesting, and as he said, there is so much health self-help stuff out there. What engaged me with JB, whereas I leave some of the other stuff alone, is his background is is academic he has earned his right to be saying these things with us um i just want to talk a little bit about your attitude to to learning and give us a little bit of a story about uh, i guess your phd and i think it was metaphysics metaphysics or something like that and and how you ended up coming to to the journey that you're on now with with your sacred six well, I, you know, it's, it's funny because, you know, I, I have an MBA and a PhD. I have a bachelor's MBA and PhD, and I don't use the like to use those letters anymore just because they were my crutch through a lot of my career. When I was, when I started my career, I thought I needed gray hair before anybody listened to me. I really thought that was my belief that I wouldn't have any respect. And so, you know, I started my career, I did my bachelor's and I went, I got my MBA and I thought it was the MBA that was going to get me to the next level. And then, uh, the PhD was actually really fun. It was a non-traditional PhD. And I, I, I actually learned more in that program than anything else that I've ever learned. Did a dissertation on spirituality and business. Uh, have one of the biggest libraries on spirituality and business. Uh, I enjoyed that process. But but the issue was even that uh, I was doing it at a time of lack in my life. And so I believe that the academic letters were what was going to take me to the next level, which they've helped me. I, I have to tell you, I'm, I, I like academia. I think it's great if you take out of it what you will. Um, the problem is my bachelor's and my master's, I just was after letters. I wasn't really after the education where the PhD I was. So my thing is, is that, you know, it's great to have letters, but it's not the reason that you're successful. The reason you're successful is because uh, you're, you have tenacity and you're willing to learn and you're willing to, to go out there and try new things and you're willing to fail. That's what really is all that it takes to, to, to reach success and find freedom. Um, but I do believe in education. I mean, I just bought another course today. Um, I'm constantly, uh, you know, buying courses, reading books. Uh, you know, I have my, uh, you know, I carry a, a speaker with me whenever I walk the dog and I listen to audio books. I'm listening to Neville Goddard right now. So I, I literally probably get through 
between six to eight books a week now, maybe a couple more than that. Uh, and so uh, it's it's really what it's about. I mean, it's you, you've got to get the education. Nobody can take that away from you. And whether it's traditional and you go pay for it, or if you're struggling right now financially and you go to the used bookstore and you get used books and, and audibles and MP3s, just get the education. I, that's the critical component of everything. Yeah, and you know why I've got him on, guys. Uh, everything he just said is everything that we believe. We are constantly self-improving. We are constantly uh, searching out new courses, and I think half of us here can name three or four that we, we're completing right now. JB has a whole lot of stuff on his Morning Coach website that helps us with that motivational side, helps us with that that meaning side, uh, following our dreams, setting our goals, and JB's um, mapped out that, um, wonderful sacred six on for how us for us to take our journey I guess uh, but when JB reads he also goes back I guess right back to the days of Napoleon Hill um, I was reading him when I was in my 20s uh, I notice you you tend to quote a lot of those guys uh, when you're speaking I was listening to you on EO Fire which is what introduced me to you with um, John Lee Dumas, Dumas and his Freedom Journal uh, do you find that going back to those I guess those early greats it inspires you yeah, I think it's it's you know I think learning the history of anything is amazing. You know, so for me, one of the things that I do that's that's really powerful is when somebody influences me, like Wayne Dyer, and I don't know if you're familiar familiar with Dr. Wayne Dyer, but he, he I actually got to be on stage stage with him and get to know him before he passed away, and he's a mentor of mine. And so when I would read his books. I was looking for the little hints that he was dropping in the books that affected him and, you know, influenced him. And I would read those same books. And I've worked my way back a long ways, um, you know, to, to actually some Ben Franklin. And then you read what what Ben Franklin was influenced by. And uh, the, you, you really find the root of the foundation. Um, I learned that from a good friend of mine who is the, was a singer, is still the singer, of Saigon Kick which was a big rock band in the late 80s, early 90s here in the, actually the real early 90s here in the United States. They had a number one song. But anyways, it, we, we got into, I'm pretty big into music too. And his roots of his music came from jazz and understanding all the great uh, jazz players, uh, you know, in the in the 30s and the 20s. And he just kept studying and going back and going back. And so the same thing I do that with anything I learn, I, I, I look at what are the teachers, you know, where, where did the teachers learn? Where did they get their information and how do I learn from them? And. You know, when it comes to the spiritual side of things and the metaphysical side of things, there is some great unknown teaching out there. There's a lot of esoteric information. And if you just search for it, um, you'll find a lot of great avenues to to connect to something much deeper and to move towards that, I guess, loaded term enlightenment. But uh, for lack of a better term, that's what we'll use. And uh, it's it's awesome to study the masters. I mean, if you want to learn to write, you know, I listen to Stephen King on writing and I know you know, he's, he kind of, uh, he's, he's kind of a pansy. I guess that's a new term I picked up with Indies group. So it was pansy, but, um, and, and so, you know, I, I think the majority of the people that are really rocking are more outliners, right? Unless you get to be Stephen King, but you know, you learn from him and you, and you listen to his stuff and then you, you know, you hear, you read what influenced him was, whether it was E.B. White and, and, you know, who, who influenced them, you know, who, who, and, uh, you know, influenced E.B. White to write the elements of style. Right. And you just keep going backwards. And as you do that, you're gaining such knowledge, uh, that really, uh, you can't get anywhere else. I mean, because you're doing something different than most people in your, your, your education and your learning. 
Yeah, and um, I've got a little course out there at the moment for my teen writers, and the first thing I tell them to do is go and study uh, the authors that you'd like uh, because they're your best teachers. The other thing is uh, it's usually other people and the relationships and, and networks that you have that are your best uh, best your best teachers as well. Uh, surround yourself with people that, that are more knowledgeable than you. Surround yourself with people that have the same aspirations as you. And one of the ways to do that is to listen to people like JB and um, John Lee Dumas and, and take their learning journey and make it your own. So, look, thank you, JB. I've gone two minutes over my 15 minutes, so you're going to have to shoot me, um, but be grateful because I normally go for 45. Um, but I tried my very, very best, everybody. Um, look, I appreciate your time. Uh, I don't know if we get Hay House Radio here in Australia, but I guess we can Google it and see what comes up. But I definitely recommend everyone goes to to The Morning Coach. I really would love to take 14 hours of your time, but I appreciate your 17 and a half minutes. Uh, is there anything uh, called to action? anywhere where we can find out more about you other than morning coach no you know morningcoach.com is a great place and i I gotta tell you i just love indie authors i mean it's it's a there's a place in my heart i'm an indie author and under pen name and um it's i i I actually want to stay indie in my fiction work i don't want to go uh traditional in that area so just stick with it learn the marketing um you know build your audience build your tribe and have a process like the sacred six because that's what will will keep you moving and if you need some motivation come over to morningcoach.com and we'll keep you motivated every day yeah and i'm trying to encourage i've got a little pet thing i'm trying to encourage everyone to come out under their real names this whole pen name hiding behind pen names i don't understand it everybody does it especially my wonderful romance erotica writers girls out there uh they don't seem to want to lay claim to that kind of stuff so i don't understand it i hope one day that you you write under your real name jb um it's the english teacher yeah well well i am i am i am for my nonfiction. but the problem is i'm doing mid-teen and i can't write under my real name because then they may go buy my books which are for adults which are productivity and nonfiction. so it's a really that's why i'm doing it believe me it's the last thing i want to do is write (laughs) under a pen name but i really can't confuse that audience because i've got all these people over here and i'm going to let them know that i'm writing under a pen name you know and say hey this is my pen name but it's more for the students and the the kids that i'm trying to educate that they don't go and start buying all my other stuff and you know it just just is a it's it's a weird unique situation for me, but I agree. I like people to put their life out there and put it out there. Uh, but for me, I kind of have to do that with my fiction work. Yeah, and how exciting that he's out there, guys, um, looking after our young people. I was speaking to a guy yesterday, Nigel Collin, and he is out there encouraging our young young entrepreneurs to come through, encouraging our young people to have a voice. It's what I'm passionate about. I've now found JB. They're every B, everywhere. Young people, you're lucky. You're in good hands. Thank you, JB. Um, enjoy your radio show, and thank you very much from all of us for that wonderful, wonderful book. We look forward to hearing more from you. No problem. Thank you for having me. Have a great one, everybody. 